You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, Heidi Ho, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show roundtable. We're uh, we're labeling these as special uh, on the, uh, the the regular stream, the regular place that you would go to see the uh, the Jeep Talk Show episode. So uh, it'll be uh, uh, like you'll just see special across the uh, the kind of dangling in front across the uh, uh, the image there. So uh, people are saying they're really enjoying these. Uh, they uh, enjoy the the frank discussions between uh, Jeepers here on the Jeep Talk Show, and this is the same group that we have for the most part. Uh, the same group that we have in our campfire side chat. And the great thing about this is it's all voluntary. We don't make anybody come here. <laughs> well, you know, we may berate and belittle them and make them, uh, make them come here, but uh, that's just silly. So uh, you can, that means you can uh, also join the, uh, the Campfire Side Chat on Thursdays or the uh, Roundtable Discussion here on Tuesdays simply by signing up for our newsletter. I mean, you don't have to sign up for the newsletter, but they, it has information about how to connect to the Zoom meeting, when the Zoom meeting is, the link, all the rest of that stuff. So uh, if you go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, you uh, scroll down through there and you can see that there is a way to sign up for the newsletter. We send out an email once a week and it contains, like I said, the information on how to get on these uh, Zoom meetings and some information about past episodes that you uh, may not have listened to. Now, we are, uh, I guess I can officially announce that we're now doing three episodes a week because uh, I think this is our fourth roundtable discussion. And uh, people are still showing up. So I guess as long as they're showing up, we'll be doing three episodes a week. So we'll have uh, two regular shows, the, the shows that you, you're already aware of, uh, the, you know, the, 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 all the segments and stuff that we have. And then this special uh, roundtable discussion, which is just a, a general conversation. So uh, that's a lot of content for you to listen all week long, whether you're sitting at home uh, wondering uh, when the COVID's going to get you or uh, when you're going to actually go back physically to work. Or maybe you're mowing the grass or working out. Uh, any, the way I, I like to look at it is, uh, life is boring. How can I make it a little better? I know. I'll listen to the Jeep Talk Show. <laughs> so um, uh, before we get uh, too far into this, let me uh, bring in the Zoom people. And uh, Zoom people, welcome. Thank you for uh, for finally showing up. You were making me nervous. We had uh, one person here, and he was from Canada. And there's no telling when that connection is going to go away. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> hey, they might go back into lockdown for a couple more months. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to have a uh, interview this week. Uh, are you guys familiar with the uh, the self balancing tire balancing beads that you could put inside your uh, wheel tire combo and uh, not have to have it balanced? Uh, you know, at a, a tire shop or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, uh, use a lot for bead locks, right? I mean, that's. Yeah, well, you can use it for any any tire uh, wheel combination, but I think a lot of people use them for bead locks because uh, the, it's hard to find a shop that will uh, will balance a bead lock. Uh, I think that's how it goes. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, what we have here, I got a little teaser. This is going to be from uh, Simon, uh, who I interviewed, and it's going to be uh, on episode uh, 521, I believe, uh, if I'm counting correctly. 
and uh, spoke with Simon for counter uh, balancing beads. Uh, and I think it's a Canadian company there, Allie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, well, I mean, we typically focus on anything that presents like uh, a half ton suspension and up. Uh, really, the only markets that we shy away from is the small passenger car market. And the reason being is the suspension dynamics. So typically what we see in those types of vehicles is uh, the front suspension in some cases can be too soft and it can create a false vibration for the beads. So they can't necessarily find their position as fast as they need to. Uh, so in the passenger car market, we only have a 75% success rate, which sounds pretty good. But, you know, that 25% uh, is a lot of phone calls. <laughs> I bet it is. So uh, the uh, they they've been in the uh, the the market for eighteen wheelers, you know, the big trucks uh, uh, for for some time now. Uh, actually, they've been in business for some time now, and uh, it's really cool. It's just these little beads that you can uh, uh, put inside your uh, your tire, and it self balances. Uh, and and really, all it has to do is be like a, a jeep with big tires, and big tires being something like you was just saying. Uh, like a Ford F-150 or up uh, size uh, size tire, which pretty much covers any off-road uh, Jeep, in, in my opinion. And uh, you'll find out a lot more about that on episode 521. Uh, and I'm glad he, he came on. I'm glad I uh, – uh, somebody asked me about two years ago to get somebody on about uh, the balancing beads. And, and I just have been uh, uh, forgetting about it. And finally, uh, after I was looking at some bead locks, I went, how am I going to balance these things? Actually, after spending $250 getting those uh, free necks and tires mounted on my uh, wheels – <laughs> I went, I needed to do this crap myself. I mean, how hard is it to uh, to uh, put soapy water on a tire and push it down onto a rim? Uh, I may find out that it's a lot harder than I think, but but now it looks like I'll have an option of uh, being able to balance them as well. One, uh, one question I had on that, though, is you mentioned about the half-ton and up applications. Was that due to load on this? Because you may also mention suspension, right? I know Jeeps tend to have a pretty light right. suspension on a lot of that, so... I mean, I'm assuming that he's got a lot of Jeep applications. A lot, a lot. Yeah, Jeep is uh, Jeep is very big with them. So uh, I think their bread and butter is uh, the commercial vehicles, the 18 wheelers. Uh, but there's a, a lot of Jeep vehicles out there that uh, that have these things. It's very, very interesting. It's a lot simpler than than what I thought it was. But like I said, you'll uh, you'll find out more on episode 521 of the jeep talk show and uh, you just go to jeeptalkshow.com and you'll be able to uh, listen to it directly from the site i'm mentioning this because some people don't know about the show i know hard to believe but uh, that is the case after 10 years i, I you, people will say hey jeep talk show what is it I, th- I think i told you guys in uh, uh in discord today that somebody actually came up to me uh while i was getting gas at uh, sam's club and uh said do you mind if i take a picture of your jeep and i said no that's fine go ahead and uh, then he was, after he took his pictures, he said, uh, so what do you do? Do you sell Jeeps? <laughs> I mean, the, the name of it is Jeep Talk Show. So I, I guess we could sell Jeeps if we were, you know, doing a show and, you know, hey, we got this Jeep for you to, to buy. But I laughed. I said, no, it's just a podcast. We just talk about Jeeps uh, on the show. He goes, oh, I got a podcast. <laughs> it reminded me of the, yeah, I know everybody has a podcast these days. But uh, I, I told him we've been doing Iris for 10 years. He was like, wow, that's a long time for a podcast. I said, I know. I figured he would appreciate that when I, I told him how long we've been doing it. You that's tell him like, you don't have a podcast, you have a show? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to shy away from podcast. I like the, I like the term show because I think we, the podcast is kind of like the delivery mechanism, but it doesn't, um, 
I think I think podcast kind of has a negative connotation sometimes because it's generally people just uh, flapping their gums, kind of like we're doing tonight, just flapping their gums with no real um, uh, production value. It's just you know, most of the time, a couple of guys uh, talking about what they did and uh, what they're going to do, and you know, and a bunch of inside jokes. So, and I'm sure we have inside jokes here too, but uh, we we do try to take the time to explain the uh, the references. You're so loud. <laughs> That's not why I'm calling. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why Travis doesn't get on here on Tuesday night. It's early. You think it's too early for him? <laughs> Nine o'clock. He, I don't know. Maybe he's not back from events or whatever. Right? I know he, he could still be at work. I mean, you know, he's That's in the true. dealership. They're, they're selling up to 9, 10 o'clock a lot of times. That's true. Yeah. Got to make that do, money. Do, do they do usually that? On Tuesday. On Tuesdays, usually auto dealers, they close down. Usually Mondays and Wednesdays are the late nights. Usually it's yeah. about six or so, at least around here. Yeah, I was going to, I agree. It's Mondays and Thursdays in the Detroit area. They're open till, ah, they've cut back now. They used to be nine, but now they're cutting it back to eight or seven, depending on the dealer. Oh, so you guys don't know how to do it. You have to show up like, you know, less than an hour before they close and then you hold them there. So you got everyone stuck there. They really want to close your deal. <laughs> Hey, actually, you know what the best part about that one is? Is those people that try to upsell you all that BS on the back end of it, right? Like, you know, $1,500 worth of car care products that they want you to finance or whatever it is. Those people are wanting to get out of there. So they don't they don't quite hit you as hard on the, the pressure. They came yeah, that's how it was last time. Last time when I bought my wife's truck, it was like it, they barely even touched on extended warranties. <laughs> Like, here's your financing. Here's your options. You, this is the best one right here. You want to go with that one? All right, we'll go with that one. Okay, we're going to move over here. We're going to go ahead and get you. You want a warranty? You want a warranty? That's, that's a good warranty. You're going to go with that one and then move down. <laughs> oh. That was, yeah, they didn't, we didn't really do anything. Not just Tahoe either. We were just, we we're trying to get out. The only thing I got was the, uh, and I did screw up on that. I, I prepaid for like an extra four oil changes or whatever through there. And wish I hadn't done that. Because their service department, we were talking about it on Discord the other day, right? How bad AutoNation service departments have gotten, and which was funny because that the show the other day about Mike Manley moving over to head up yep. AutoNation now, right? So I think that's what kind of sparked off the conversation about how bad those dealers. But I think it might be universal, it may not be AutoNation, but just dealers in general. My uh, my Jeep dealership here in Mount Maxwell, I went up and had an oil change the last time I had one back in 2019. They didn't put my engine cover back on. Jeez. And when I went in to ask about it, like the next day or whatever, I'm like, hey, you know, I, I don't, you don't have my engine cover. On, was on was it completely missing? I mean, when you say they didn't put it on there, it wasn't in the back seat or anything, right? No. So, well, well, so I asked them like, hey, what, what they go? Oh, hold on. And they brought one up and they goes, is this one yours? And it was like off of a minivan or something. I'm like, no, that's not mine. He said, well, come back here and look. And there was like six of them lined up on the wall. Okay. Like, which one would you like <laughs> I, I think there's a problem here these are supposed to be back on the vehicles why are they lined up on your wall nobody rolled their eyes and said you understand sir that it's just a cover you don't need it to actually run the the vehicle oh well, no so i would i would argue that point because i actually had to ride that way all the way to colorado and back and you get this heat burning smell with that underhood insulation really that on there like i pulled over two or three times thinking i had an electrical fire because the smell was so strong coming in the cab, and that's what it was. There was no heat shield between the top of that engine and all of that 
that insulation rate that would. That's you're, that's really interesting. You know, with the, the, the Jeep, uh, the 98 Jeep Cherokee I have, whenever I first started seeing those heat shields uh, on uh, the vehicles, I thought to myself, how stupid is this? They're trying to make it more, uh, you know, like, oh, what is this? Oh, is somebody playing the drums? Is that what we got going on there in the background? It's, it's Mike Zan. It's Mike. Mike, is there a bug? Is, he is that CW? Mike, are you in trouble? Yeah. Is that SOS? <laughs> SOS. <laughs> Did you just hit us with CQW? <laughs> it was like early 1900s or whatever. Well, right? oh, there you go. He muted himself. There you go. Hopefully, hopefully he's not in trouble. So anyway, I uh, <laughs> I thought to myself, why in the world would they put these covers on there? It's kind of like the the mystique of the engine. So that's interesting. I had no idea that it actually had a a, a functioning purpose. Now, if if he he's just being picky. If he drove long, drove long enough, it would just burn all away. That, that's and it true. Smell anymore? Yeah, yeah. It would the smell would Seven, go away? Seventeen hours one way. That was quite a long enough time. <laughs> was, so that is that when you realized it was missing, and you yeah, went back to the. Yeah, no, my bad. I should have. No, no, I, 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 I thought I thought you meant you you realized it shortly thereafter. But yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was well, bad. I'm coming all the way to Colorado with it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be popping the hood and looking to see if they put everything back. I would expect them to do their job, especially at a, a dealership. So uh, I don't. I wouldn't fault you for not noticing that it was missing until you got to Colorado or something. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's silly. Anyway, so did you did you find the right one or did you just pick one that oh, yeah. uh, fits you? Well, I found a 3.6 liter JK cover. I don't know if it was my original. Right? They might have they might have put mine on somebody else's, and I ended up grabbing it. That's but I mean that was it was after that moment I was like my Jeep's never going to see a service department for regular maintenance again. Right? I mean it's it's going to have to be like warranty. I don't want to pay thousands of dollars for a recall service or something like that before I take it back to them. And yeah, says, yeah. Uh, no now, now, do you have you have the ability to take it to any Jeep dealership? Right? It doesn't have to be the one you bought it from. Oh yeah, and and that was about the time I was. I was using like my last, you know, I don't know if you bought a new, you got them on the Gladiator, the Jeep Wave, where you get so many oil right. changes and stuff yeah. like that. But I was still using those. I think that was like my last one. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I'll never go back there again. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm planning to going back over to where I got the Jeep, uh, South Fork uh, Chrysler uh, Dodge Jeep Ram and uh, have it done there. So uh, the, it's kind of cool since, uh, since I know Chris, the owner and uh deadpool uh the the my salesman uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go over there so i figure if anything happens i can uh, razz them about it and uh uh make sure uh, it, it doesn't happen again uh, well, theoretically i don't think it's gonna i don't think they're gonna have a problem i think they they really pay attention to stuff and, and you know what the, the problem i had with uh, uh oh crap I'm, I'm brain farting what was the what was the dealership you you got yours from uh john max now maxwell no, but what's it? What's it? It's the one uh, that Mike oh, Auto, Nation. Auto Nation. Auto There you go. I want to say Carva Carvana, but that wasn't right. Uh, but uh, the other, I told you, told you guys about uh, the first uh, dealership I contacted was the same one uh, that I always get my Jeep parts from, and I, that's I think when I found out that Auto Nation had uh, bought that that place out, and uh, I think it was a month after I had I was driving my Gladiator down the road, I get an email from this guy. Uh, saying, "Hey, are you still interested in buying a Gladiator?" And I'm like, "Funny, no, uh, I've uh, I've bought one, and it, there was just no follow up. You know, it just could be the salesperson, but I I, I think that this it looks really bad from the standpoint of uh, how the dealership is run, and it could just be this one. 
but my my first uh, uh, involvement with AutoNation hasn't been a good one. Well, the the purchasing of my wife's Tahoe was really easy. Like I, I will say, their sales department it went really well. Where they dropped as soon as you went to service department. Like the service department was, a, and it's the same as Maxwell. I had a pretty good experience buying my Jeep because I ordered mine, so they helped me with the whole process and. You know how it, you were doing the same thing on the Gladiator, right? When right. You get that van, you get everything, you want to know where's it at. You know, is it getting painted yet? What's what does this status message mean? You know, all that kind of stuff in the build process. And uh, they were they were really helpful with all that. So I had a great had a great uh, purchasing experience in both locations. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm glad you mentioned that because I right now I just have a, a completely negative view. Yeah, no, it was great, and that but the service departments where where both have let me down. Right. And I think that's kind of universal right now, right? Absolutely. And I know I've shared at least in chat with with one or more of you. I mean, my background previous to what I'm doing now, which is production uh, supply for automotive seating. But for eight years, I was on the service side, specialty service tools, equipment, training, workshop manual and service labor time standards with Ford. So I've seen all of it. I'll say unequivocally, and I don't know if Travis can hear me because I know Travis works at a dealer now. I would say it to Chris Godwin, and with all due respect, and I have said it to service managers, the dealer is in business to sell the vehicle, period. The fact that they have to service it, be it an oil change, warranty, body shop, is a byproduct of being able to hang that shingle that says Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Ford, Chevy, whatever. That's the only reason they have that service department. I don't care what anybody says. Now, there's a unicorn out there. I get it of a dealer that does really good service ford made a push years ago to do the tire service and, and oil change but the end of the day the the factory trained technician doesn't mean shit because they don't fix cars in the factory they build them and i've seen the training ford does a pretty good job about it general motors does a good job about it i'm not so sure on chrysler at least this was years ago but dealers they're there to sell the vehicle Service is a necessary evil that 99% of them don't want to do. And they're separate, aren't they? Right? Like, you know, back in the day, you used to be able to get IOUs and stuff like that without having to pay any, but like this, the sales and the service department are like two totally different entities where you can't just walk back and forth or get deals back and forth. Uh, maybe back then, more so now they're the same. Uh, there's there's franchise rules to where the service department can and cannot be. I know dealers have challenged in the past that they want to have the service department maybe a mile or three away. That's typically not okay. Uh, and there there's they've they've tightened it up a bit, but unequivocally the the service at a dealer. I, I mean, you think about it. What are they in business to do? To sell new vehicles? To sell used vehicles? What is a repair shop in business to do? And I, when my hands-on experience was always in an independent repair shop, so I'm biased in that way. They're, the independent repair shop is in business to fix the vehicle. The new car dealer, most of their work, they only see the vehicle, to your point, John, you're only taking it there for warranty service when you have to. It's They're changing parts. It's replaced with known good part. And unless you got somebody who's really out of line or really doesn't know what they're doing, and they see their warranty number pop, they're not questioning it because a lot of people think it's cool. Oh, my brand new fill-in-the-blank car broke down. I took it to the dealer, and I got something free. Many people think it's cool, like they're getting something. I'm upset. I'm, I'm not too belligerent, but I'm upset. This is a new vehicle that I purchased new, that I've maintained, and now I'm without it. 
I'm not happy. I would, I believe a lot of people, at least people I know I've talked to, oh, this is cool. They put a new alternator in it. They put a new transmission in it. As long as it doesn't take too long, as long as it's not recurring, people talk about it like I got something for free. Like, oh, hey, uh, somebody just dropped some pizzas off at my house for free. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they think about it in that way. I'm not trying to be dramatic about it, but it, that's really oh, yeah. I think my you're perspective. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you, Chris. Like, it's the same thing for us. I mean, that's why I keep. That's why I bought a Ram. I mean, yeah, the, the first one, unfortunately, burned up. But I don't think that had anything to do with Ram. I had, that was a something. I think the brake line got cut on the road, and it caused brake fluid to go on the manifold. Um, we went and bought another one. Why? Because the first one had fifty thousand miles. It hadn't been in the shop. Right. We bought another one. It's got fifty thousand miles. It went on the shop for the first thing, and it was minor stuff. It was. It was like you know, um, is the back seat cooling enough uh oh the the tailgate the tailgate says it's open occasionally when it's not and, and i already knew what the problem was it was the alignment was messed up and it wasn't clicking the button and i took it in for that stuff and they were like it's done but i had already gotten fifty thousand miles out of the truck yeah and and that's why you know people go and they buy a ford and it's back in the dealership every you know three months or four months my my 15 uh wrangler the blue one that's all modified, I, I had had nothing done to it when I started ripping everything out of it. And the only thing I've done to the drive to chain to this at this point is a rear main seal. And I didn't even need the real main seal done. I just, it was in the, sh it was when they were doing the work. I was like, hey, if you can find where this one drop of oil happens when it cools down, we'll talk about fixing it. While you're in there. Well, if I got, yeah, <laughs> while you're in there, you got, you got the thing totally up on lift for like weeks and weeks and waiting for parts. Hey, can you take a look for that? And we thought maybe it was valve covers or whatever. And I was just annoyed because it would just like drop one drop and I had brand new concrete I was going to be parking on. So why not keep the stains off it for a little bit longer? Yeah. So I, I, I don't, and the other thing that really bugs me is the grand dealership by me doesn't even do loaners. So I have to take it in and then I'm without a car. Yeah, I have four of them because, you know, I've been collecting cars for way too long and I just don't turn one in when I get another one. But why wouldn't you have a loaner system for when people do warranty work? They're like, well, you could make a deal and get reimbursed from the warranty. And this, I'm, I might bring it to your shop. You should have a way to give me one, have me drive away. I should drive in and drive out and then you fix it. Because there's plenty of dealerships that do that. Why can't you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, especially after buying a new vehicle, uh, can't afford to, to rent a vehicle. And they, they depend on that vehicle to be to, to, to work. I mean, that's one of the reasons why they bought a new one. Uh, most people already have one, so basically they're trying to get something that's reliable and they don't have to uh, continuously have to worry about repairing it or having it in for repair. And there's so many people that don't do their own repairs. I mean, even even the, the simple stuff because they don't understand the basics uh, behind uh, how things work. So um, I can I can very well imagine that the, the, uh, the repair industry is just uh, huge and uh, as far as a, a money-making thing, but also to a lot of uh, oh yeah, well you need this, and while you're in there, let's uh, let's replace this. So uh, I always encourage people to to learn more about their vehicles and, and how they function. That's yeah, okay. And a lot of times people rack that up. They're like, oh, is this you know you don't understand? You're not in the service industry. I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm an IT guy. I've been an IT guy for, for decades now. Right. I know what it's like. Is someone relying on the computer to get their job done every day? I have to have a solution. I have to wait, get away from the keep doing it. You don't want to get them a crap product. That's why companies get stuck on a specific brand because they've got all these service contracts and a good system to make sure that they're always up and running and they can get stuff repaired quickly when it does go down. Right. 
Yeah, I think uh, it's funny you mentioned about the loners. That was one of the biggest difference I noticed when we went from, before we had the Tahoe, we had the Lexus. And going from a premium brand like that to uh, like a GM or whatever is night and day. Like you go into the Lexus dealership and, oh, look, here's a free coffee. Here's free breakfast. The, the loaner's already set up for you when you made the appointment. So literally you walk out of your vehicle and they hand you the keys to the new one. You're in and out. You don't even have time to go in and get that free coffee, right? They've already got your loaner. And that's just for an oil change. I'll be back in two hours and I'm driving a brand new. And it's the same model, right? So it's not, they're not putting me in a little tiny one. I'm getting the full size SUV like I'm bringing in there. So, or, and if or, it's a and if it's like a newer year model, that's a great way of selling uh, upselling uh, the, yeah. to the customer. Yeah, I was going to say they would do that. I know our Infinity was doing it when they first launched. They would give you the next model up, either the next year or the bigger. Yeah. If you didn't have the biggest one, <laughs> yep. here, take this one. And <laughs> maybe you, some people. I mean, when you that crowd is more affluent it's more probable that somebody would come back and the wife would say, hey, I really like that for the 20 minutes we drove down the road in it. Let's go get one. I mean, they're always selling, which is good. Now, the, the problem that you have on the flip side of that is it was 600 bucks to replace a rear light in the, in the gate for the license plate, right? So you're, yeah, you're but, waiting for that eventually. But but, but to, to, to Tony's point, a lot of people, oh, okay, 600 bucks where there might be $60 in material and maybe an hour's worth of labor in it. Well, it's what the people get used to as well. I mean, if that's the way it's always been, that's just well, that's just the cost of doing business. Or like Josh, I always cringe when Josh says, uh, "You get what you pay for." No, you don't. <laughs> and if you know uh, know something about it, you can uh, save a lot of money. And sometimes that money is saved through your own labor. Now, of course, what you know, what's your labor worth, and how much money do you have? And I, you know, I would have no problem. Uh, I even have a hard time saying this. I, I think I still would have a hard time letting somebody else work on my vehicle. I just, I just don't trust anybody to, to do it the, like I do it. Even if I do it half-ass because I'm learning, I still like it better than having a professional do it because the two or three times it takes me to get there, then I'm going to know how to do it, and I'm going to know how to do it right the, the next time. Well, yeah. You got the little notebook in your toolbox, right, that you open up and it was the last mileage and everything else. I can't know. even remember the last vehicle I worked on. I mean, I've got uh, uh, three, yeah, three vehicles here with uh, the Jeep 4.0 liter in it, and the uh, the suspension looks the same, the engine looks the same, the transmissions are, are different. But uh, I'm sitting there working on one. I'm going, oh, did I change this on this one, or was it the other one that I did it on? You know, because you just you remember the pain you went through. <laughs> having to re replace the thing but you don't necessarily remember what vehicle it is but i always aspire to i'm gonna write it down next time that way i can keep up with it that's well, the other thing is like when you do when you do little services like oil changes specifically do you know what oil they put in it like oh, no. I, I go I and i that. specifically want to do my own because yes. i'm going to make sure i get a quality blend full synthetic because it's better for the engine and you know we've all got past that whole initial you know you can't run that on old engine stuff um but you know, when you go into the dealer, what oil are they using? I mean, I know they're supposed to use spec oil, but how cheap is it? I've always been the, I, I, I put the Mopar, exactly what you buy, kind of what came in it back in it. It's what I've always used on on all my oil changes. I think the one thing that was scary, though, is when I did my, um, my manual transmission and transfer case service, I, I did it at like 15,000 miles because I'd been reading where they weren't topping them off from the factory. And I was getting kind of some rough shifts and kind of hearing some clunk, especially in the morning. 
And sure enough, you know, I mean, I, when I get to the pool, is if I'm putting it in there and it starts dripping out of the hole, right? But you could put your finger inside the fill hole and like put your knuckle in and turn it and you couldn't feel it. It was that low. And that was from the factory, right? Like 15,000 miles. And so I went that, ahead and that's that. poor. That's poor dealer prep. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it over and over again. Brand new vehicles. Yeah. And then, so, but as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing differential services. I mean, I'm not taking any chances, right? I'm going back over and redoing everything myself. And, and it was, uh, I was glad I did because I couldn't imagine running it like that, you know, because I, luckily I did that before I went to Colorado. But, you know, well, you found out the hard way that you got to check them. Uh, I, I personally, unless I am physically barred from standing outside the bay, which nobody's nobody's done, they they may not let me in the bay, which I understand. But uh, I'm standing outside the bay. If it's a three hour job, I'm standing there outside the bay for those three hours watching what they're doing. Uh, I'm, you know, I hate having somebody else work on my stuff, but there's some stuff that just that they have to do. Now I'm coming up on five thousand miles on the uh, the Gladiator, which uh, even though the uh, the the factory oil change I think is supposed to be for ten thousand, uh, South Fork uh, wants me coming in at five to, to get the oil change, which I like. I mean, it's a brand new engine, so any metal shavings, anything, this the wear normal wear and tear is going to get flushed out of there whenever they, uh, for the most part, whenever they change the oil. Uh, and hopefully, I'll check with them. I'm glad you mentioned the transmission because I'm gonna uh, ask them if they if they check the levels and everything else, which I'm sure that that's what they're supposed to do. But sometimes when you ask, it's like a reminder. Uh, and, and I may say, "Hey, are you gonna put the engine uh, cover back when you get done?" Yeah, and that's <laughs> exactly. There's some common sense stuff that you just assume are, are going to be handled. And well, and I I'd stick with five thousand because the other thing that not everyone realizes the ten thousand dollar bs is or ten thousand mile bs is cost is cost of ownership that's a that's a marketing gimmick to say right. you can go ten ten thousand because they can say over the life of the vehicle it's only going to cost you whatever the number is so it, it's not eight hundred dollars it's it's four hundred dollars so the ten thousand is is a marketing gimmick oh yeah and i think i think yeah, it's safe to say the more you can change the oil uh, as often as you like, every one mile or even less, and it's not going to be damaging the engine. You're going to be spending a lot of time changing oil and expense, but that's not a bad thing for the engine. Clean oil, uh, 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 metal shavings free, and, and I don't know if everybody realizes or not, but it's not unusual for a vehicle to have metal shavings uh, in there. And that's one of the reasons why you get a magnetic uh, plug, fill plug, so that you can see how much you're getting it's there's wear and tear there's cold startup there's all kinds of things that can happen and the more often you change the oil the more likely you are to get that metal out of there or any debris that may be abrasive abrasive to the inside of the engine well you got breaking oil in there right now yep oh, yeah that's that's five thousand makes a lot of sense there oh i think it's a great idea um and uh i thought about going over there sooner but i'm going to try to wait for the the five thousand now now I'm probably gonna have to take a day off to go get my oil changed uh but uh uh so but i'll be talking about it on the show i'll let you know guys know what it was like for me uh going to the dealership i mean it's new to me i haven't had a, a dealer oil change ever uh even on the cherokee that that wasn't something that uh that i took back to the dealer for an oil change it's so easy to change the oil in these three point sixes at least right I yeah mean, it's so easy yeah well, the other thing I find interesting is they don't have you do any kind of service on the dips on the solid axles. 
And when you get new gears, I mean, you're supposed to change the oil for every 500 that miles. That is strange. For 1,500 yeah. miles. So you're supposed to do like three of them and like, you know, under in 1,500 miles on the diff fluid changes. But when you get a brand new vehicle, you're not supposed to do that at all. What magic gears are they putting in there? Right. Uh, they got 30. They, they, they expect that 30 on mine. Yeah. They got 30,000. But if you were to toss Yukon gears or, or yeah. any, you know, you know, any, yeah. any kind of brand gears, you're supposed to do it every, you know, actually when I got the, the tons, they were like, do it after 250 miles and then go to right. 500 miles and then go to a thousand and, and keep changing it. And so I just, I did the thousand not long ago. So, but that's, that's, I find it interesting. They're like, oh yeah, brand new vehicle, brand new gears, 30,000 miles. These are brand new gears though, right? I mean, they may be running them at the factory. You know, before they put them on without me. No, no, no. The gears are gears. No. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I'll, I'll, got, I'll ask, you know, uh, like when I go over there, to get, if I remember, to get my oil changed. Because that's a good question. Uh, I know when I put the 456s, uh, I'm sorry, when I had the 456 gears put in the uh, the, the Cherokee, it was uh, don't drive it, you know, above like 60, 65 miles an hour and um, change the oil after 500 miles. Uh, and uh, I did that, but I didn't do it three times. Now I, I'm I'm sitting there thinking I don't remember reading anything when I got those gears, so maybe I didn't do it right. Yeah, it's usually a break-in procedure that you do, where you're kind of running through some heat cycles initially, let it warm up, cool down, yeah. and makes then sense. you know yeah, that makes sense. You change the oil, you know, you take the oil back and they pull it apart and make sure everything looks good and refill it, and you go on your way. I just had to pull out a factory AG and battery yesterday. It finally died. Did you uh, did you go from underneath or above? Well, I've already replaced the little one, but the big one on top. Oh, okay. Yeah, the it, little it, one it, I found it, going underneath was way easier than I think. There's a a JL Life guy or or a Way Life guy like was pulling out the fuse box and going from the top and i was just like oh hell no and you just go underneath that's how i changed that's how i changed mine i went into the top for the little one yeah for the little one because it's buried you can go take the, yeah. the fender off and there's like four screws on the bottom of that box for that little battery and you take those off you drop it down put the new one in put it back up you know, as long as you got like, you go on Amazon, you buy those little plastic rivet, you know, you buy like a kit because you have to yep. cut, you know, pop those off. I have like a kit of those and, you know, just rivet it back together, but way, yeah. way easier than that, that yeah, video. Jesus it wouldn't start. What is this go out there in the morning and do what? What is this little battery you're talking about? In a JL and a JT, there's two batteries in them. You got the primary battery, and then below that, buried underneath the fuse box slash battery, there's a little what looks like a lawnmower battery, and that's what runs your start stop. You have, like I said, you have two. So even even with the, if you were to take the, your terminals off of your primary battery up top. You still got power. Don't set, yeah, don't <laughs> set them on anything because those are still hot. Right. Wow. Because, yeah, because if you, you know, you use a normal battery, you take them off, throw them to the side, and, hey, we're golden. No, yeah. they're hot because you pull the, both the terminals off. still yeah. powering. You pull the, the battery out of there, you got both the terminals off, and your dome light's still on. You're like, 
what, what the crap? Like it's magic. How do I get this you power got, to, to go off? And then I guess that that little battery is dead, and the big battery's fully charged. That little one's needed, I guess, to for the circuit for the uh, for the starter. So yeah, and it, there's actually it's a, jumper. I have a jumper cable that I built where you can jumper two of the large terminals on the fuse box. Yeah. So that you yeah. can jumpstart your vehicle with just one of the batteries, you know, having power. Yeah, you can jump yourself, jump the vehicle <laughs> right. to jump itself on that. It's crazy. Uh, so uh, the I think maybe you just answered the question, but on the, the the little battery and the big battery, are they in parallel so that uh, uh, they feed off of each other? So if you got one bad battery, it's going to pull the other the other battery down, or are they isolated? They're together, but I think there's a circuit in there that only allows the current to flow a certain way. Okay, it's, good. If you look at the, the diagrams on that, that's where that jumper thing came in. Somebody kind of figured out, like, if this is dead, this is needed to close the circuit for the starter to, you know, for the solenoid for the starter. And so if you jumper this to this, you know, you kind of bypass that isolation, then you can jumpstart it. The jumper cables are... Yeah. So Jump maybe, maybe it's, on you a, guys, it's on a diode, Tony, so it only yeah. flows one way. So you can support Good. one battery, the big battery with the small battery, vice versa. Well, you can go the other way around, I mean, so I know there's technology out there that will do battery isolation because there's a lot of people that run dual batteries, but I wasn't sure how that one was set up. Uh, so that just makes me nervous anytime because, you know, if at, at that point, if one battery goes bad, you if it was set up this parallel, the, the, the idea there would be to replace both of them so you didn't have a, a problem with one pulling the other one down. Um, oh. So does, does, is this true? Is there a, a separate starter for the start-stop that runs off that second battery? I don't think so. I think it all runs to the primary starter. Yeah, for the original. Now, I think the e-torque stuff has the little separate motor. Yeah, e-torque's different. Uh, the 5.7, right. I know it's different. It's got right. the, the, It's actually not a starter that connects to the, the flywheel. It's a starter on the front of no. the motor. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I have that on my truck. It's actually, I hate the start-stop on, on the, the JL, but on my RAM with the e-torque, it, God, it's so smooth. Like, See, someone else likes it. It's not just me that's yeah, okay. Like, oh, it's, it, it doesn't sound like you're you're firing up your starter, right? Because it's this dedicated motor. Basically, as you let off that your brake there, it starts rolling the vehicle on that electric power. And then that actually yeah. starts the motor at the same time. And it's so smooth. Like the You ought to have that. You ought to have that with a stick shift. That really messes with your head. Because when, you pull up, when you pull up to a light and all of a sudden it dies, you think, oh, crap, I killed it. So then you go into restart mode and halfway in there, it's, it tries to restart. So it's like, oh, good Lord. Just stop. I got it. You just sit there. You're the passenger. Hey, there's Travis. Travis has joined us. We tried it a while ago. It's Ninja. He's been here a while. He must have made a noise. I saw his uh, his uh, his video pop up. So, hey, hey. <laughs> say, hey Travis, I wasn't going to say anything, man. Sorry, sorry about the Panthers there. <laughs> well, I wasn't, <laughs> but I decided right. to anyway. Was it, I decided I was going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I first half I thought we looked good, and then it just went south. Cowboys stepped up. In general world. 
Now, you guys need to keep keep in mind when you bring up a subject uh, like uh, Allie in Canada, they don't have football up there, so they don't. No. He doesn't understand yeah, that. Canadian uh, football. Come on, man. <laughs> you get the Canadian football league. Right? You need to yeah. mention what Panthers are because you know we don't want to <laughs> leave somebody out. Is it soccer up there? It's all about hockey up here in Canada. <laughs> don't, don't mention they haven't had a cup and uh, team in the Stanley Cup in quite some time either. Oh no! Oh, oh, yeah, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and then it got ugly. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. And, and how many of the farm teams are actually in Canada, too? Oh, a lot. Ali <laughs> <laughs> well, no, says, actually, Tony, leave me alone. I was doing just yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm just being quiet up here in the Great White North. I know. I wasn't saying much. <laughs> it's late up here for me, though. I'm in Atlantic time zone. So for me, it's 1042. I'm... Uh, Atlantic. I'm diamond out. I'm a, I'm a cheapskate on the uh, on the bedtimes. All Eastern in the U.S. So yeah, you're, so you're in the in the Maritimes. No, yeah. Like so I'm, I'm an hour the other yeah. way of the yeah. Eastern yeah. time zone. Yeah. So what, what time? Do, what time did the moose go to sleep? <laughs> it's not asleep right now. It's wandering <laughs> around looking for a midnight snack. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it, when I first saw your name, I didn't see the eye because my eyes sucked, and uh, I thought it was like all from Canada. It's like man, we got the whole, <laughs> everybody's here. here yeah. <laughs> this is all, all of Canada. Is all everyone right here. population in South of Seattle. <laughs> the Jeep talk show is trending in uh, in, Canada, in Canada right now. Either that, they're pissed off at my bad uh, Canadian jokes. <laughs> International. <laughs> Not at all. I don't know too many people that listen from Canada, to be honest, when I listen to the talk show or the, the call-in shows or whatever. it's uh, There's never many uh, Canadian representation, that's for sure. Oh, there's it, it's, sparse, it's sparse all over. It's not just Canada. <laughs> we, we did have a guy, another guy from Canada join the, the Thursday night event. Was it a couple weeks ago? I don't know if anybody remembers uh-huh. that. But we, had, we did have another guy from Canada join. But it is, it is rare. Of course, it's, it's rare to have Anyone outside of Texas half the time. <laughs> well, it's, it's hard for them up there. They don't want to let them modify anything. Oh yeah, they can modify it. Yes, in in some places, it's uh, there's a lot of restrictions on what you can and can't do. Uh, luckily, in New Brunswick, where I'm from, there's really not a lot of enforcement. Um, they do. They are kind of sticklers for how far your tires stick out past your fenders. I've had a few buddies get uh, zoomed on that one. But, um, yeah, certain, certain provinces in Canada don't really take very kindly to vehicles being modified. What about the doorless? Are you, are you able to run door or do you even want to up there? No, no. <laughs> it's so damn cold. It's a rare <laughs> opportunity to run doorless in Canada. I think, uh, I think this year I probably ran doorless three, four times. That was it. <laughs> it was too cold. Now, Ali has a, a TJ that he completely tore down and rebuilt up. Uh, what year? Uh, what year TJ is that? Uh, Ninety-seven, the first. Yeah, first year. yeah, yeah. So uh, he he. Put, what was that like? A three-year process or something, or longer? It was a long ass time, <laughs> way longer than it probably needed to be. Uh, I did a bit of it myself, and I hired a couple people to help me with it. Right, because I'm not much of a welder, and it needed a ton of uh, panels replaced. Uh, it sat in a field for, I think, a good amount of its life. So it really rotted out the floor and the frame. And it was in 
very very bad shape <laughs> so you saved a jeep you basically uh instead of it just rusting away or being towed away to a junkyard you uh, you saved a jeep and got it back on the road how's it how's it uh, doing is it still uh doing okay you missed some things that you wish you had done or no no not at all we actually ended up frame swapping it i uh, found an o2 with a decent frame so we swapped completely swapped the frame um i had a few issues up until recently i did a uh, uh, all the control arms, uppers and lowers, and it drives a lot better. Uh, oh, bushings are out, so it was walking, walking a bit. Yeah, once you get used to it, though, it's like Josh driving without sway bars. Once you get used to it, it's not that bad. But when they fix it, it's like, wow, this thing drives like my new pickup. Yeah, and, and when you get pulled over for a, a DUI, you can just tell the uh, the officer it's it's the bushings, it's the wind and the bushings that are causing this. Absolutely. Issue. So my mechanic shop said they said your axles are actually shifting side to side so oh, it just drives a little funny you know don't be alarmed <laughs> that's that just makes it fun keeps you keeps yeah. you alert it does between that and the manual transmission there's no chance of uh, texting and driving you you have good luck to keep one hand on the wheel one hand on the stick exactly <laughs> I think this is the Allie's first time to to join us in the in the Zoom meeting, and it's primarily because uh, that uh, weird time zone that he's in. It's just too late for him to get here on Thursdays. It so is. Allie, so you're by New Brunswick, you said, or I'm in New Brunswick, so I'm right next oh, to okay. Maine, in the state of Maine. Yeah, but there's a. I'm about 20 minutes away from the state of Maine, so we can cross the border and be like, if you miss a store that's closed, well, you just drive over to the U.S. because they're still open. Okay. You need to do that right now, though? Uh, no. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that still locked down and everything? Uh, it's open one way. Uh, Americans can come to Canada, but Canadians can't go to America. So can you call an Uber if you need something from the store? Uh, no, <laughs> there's no Uber up here. Well, no, they're the Uber in the United States, so they can go to the store on the U.S. side, drive it into Canada, give it to you, and they drive back. See, I, I just gave you an idea for a side business. <laughs> How about international DoorDash? Land a guy in federal prison for smuggling, Tony. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I, what what you in for? What you in for? I had a Zagnut, uh, <laughs> a wish for a Zagnut, so I had it uh, imported from the United States. Yeah, that's the other thing, just to have it delivered from Amazon. There you go. There was an episode of uh, Trailer Park Boys where they were using a uh, model train to transport drugs across the border. <laughs> Awesome. People, <laughs> yeah. people have told me I need to watch that show. I still haven't watched it yet. I've just seen all the uh, bunch of memes. Uh, it's based out of Nova Scotia, so the province next to me. It's it's hilarious. They're uh, they're a riot. Well, I went. Uh, they did a live show in Detroit a few years ago before uh, Mr. Leahy passed away, and uh, they I mean they were great. They did the in character the whole time, and they were doing the F U Leahy so loud the whole i i legit my buddy and i really thought that somebody was going to start beating the shit out of him because they they, <laughs> they they went into the fuck you lay he thing it, it was hilarious i mean it was it was unreal and then they did a um uh what's uh julian's always doing the business idea the the um the uh uh like a raffle 50 50 and yeah. randy randy came out in the crowd like walked right by us in the crowd my buddy gave him 20 bucks they did a 50 50 and they really gave the money away it was I mean, there was five thousand people i mean it was it was amazing <laughs> they were great 
that's Canadians for you. Just so giving. Absolutely. And this American's exploiting it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I, I literally almost said whenever uh, Ali was saying that they couldn't make modifications to their Jeeps, I almost said, that's just un-American. And, but I caught myself. <laughs> hey, they're North Americans. Right? Well, they, they sell the lift kits. I mean, you can lift it. You can do whatever. It's just a matter of uh, certain provinces. You got to be careful. Drive into Quebec, for example, and they have total different uh, provincial regulations. So depending on what you've done, sometimes it's just better to stay in your own damn province and try and go from one to the other. Yeah, that's like Texas. So when you cross provinces, they don't they don't go by where it's registered. They, they'll hit you up in that province, too. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I had a modified uh, car when I was in high school. I'd, I'd cross into Quebec every once in a while, and I'd get zipped for this, that, or whatever. And I'd tell them I was just visiting, and they'd tell me to get it fixed or go home. There it goes. We're going to have to – they're going to follow that over in Cal. California, we're going to have to trail all of our wheeling rigs into California soon. Absolutely. They're going to impound our cars when we cross the border if we try and drive them over. They already do it with commercial trucks. Sounds Sounds like it. Invade and like steal uh, the Rubicon Trail and that whole area away from, make that, what, Nevada or Utah or, I don't know my geography very well. What's, is it Nevada? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which one borders the. Borders where the Rubicon is. You're a Texan. We understand, John. You don't. It's outside <laughs> Texas therefore It's just the rest of America. If uh, if we Texas just make all all of the United States Texas, which if you see some maps that that is pretty much true, uh, then it would all be taken care of. If, if God help if, us. If it was just Texas, and uh, well, the 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 shootings would be uh, taken care of up there in your area. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> just go out there with some some good old boys and take care of it. <laughs> Like slow down and the the food would actually be spicy and the uh north and east uh if if, 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 it, if it was all texas so it's not as spicy in texas as i expect it to be yeah, well the right it depends yeah yeah that's <laughs> there's, there's as, as my wife as my wife would say there's still a lot of white people in texas so they they have to <laughs> they have to tone it down for the white people that's <laughs> <It is> true that's <laughs> true uh, I'd like to see any any Texan go, that, that says they like the spicy food go ahead and eat authentic, and I mean from someone's mom, authentic Indian food, and oh. not fall over needing milk. No, no, the Indian food is like here in Austin. There's a huge Indian population, being a big tech area or whatever. There, it, it's you go into the, some of those places, and yeah, don't if it's got the three or four peppers or whatever it is that's up there that's saying it's hot. Trust it, right? That's not the same as three peppers and chewies. No, you're too light, John. You can't order real Indian food. Like, seriously, there's a whole nother <laughs> level that makes that look like it's mild. That is mild mm-hmm. to them. I had it, I, because I'm uh, from the Chicago area, right? There's a huge, Steve will keep backing me up on, there's a huge population of Indian and, and, and Middle Eastern people in the Chicago area. I no, worked are, with guys that, can, brought their, that brought their mom's food in and I took one bite, and I love spicy food, and I was like, I need milk or I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> now, these are convenience store Indians, right? Not casino oh, Indians? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you going to say 7-Eleven serves spicy food? No. I'm going to say curry. Yeah, but like a real curry, man. It's it, it can get really spicy. Yeah, it's bad. It tastes good, but at the same time, you just 
the second you swallow, you just want to die. <laughs> Starts uh, start getting that melting, that melting heat. There's a point where it becomes not fun anymore, right? Like yeah, especially the, the next is. day. It's yeah, a, the next day is the worst. <laughs> it's a smell like they don't put your engine cover back on, and you're driving 17 miles to Colorado. <laughs> exactly. The reason they just have pits, and they just have pits to use in the restrooms in in India because they melt if they put toilets in. <laughs> wow. Okay. You gotta be, up, you gotta be ready. Hey, Chris. Uh, running a little late. <laughs> heading, for, heading for another mud hole. Uh, no, I am coming from a jeep meet. We had a meetup tonight. Did it gone on at the meetup? Um, headed up, headed home now. Was there another Grand Cherokee there, or were you the only one? Um, actually, I didn't drive it because it's now got a water pump going out on it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, at least you made it through the event. You know, I saw uh, several uh, TikToks uh, on that that event that you went to. I saw the same uh, mud hole that you were uh, that you had in one of your posts. Uh, I can't oh, remember yeah. where you put that, but anyway, it must have been a pretty big event uh, to make it on the TikTok. Yeah, we had uh, the most Jeeps we've had out of all the events for the past three years that it had attended, and uh, we had 493, I think, wow. registered. My goodness. That's a lot. So, yeah, it was, it was a really good event. A lot of fun. Uh, they moved the playground this year, so... That mud hole was in a different spot, and uh, yeah, it, I pushed the, the WJ to its limits of what I could while I was there, and yeah, it was it was totally a lot of fun. Now I know its limits, and it definitely needs a lift. <laughs> yeah, a lift so you can put bigger tires. Yeah, and, and some real lockers. Now, the Verilockers was doing, I was doing better on that rock crawling guard thing that they had up there, the rock pile, than some of the, like, any of the JKs or TJs that didn't have lockers. Because it's got, like, a hydrolock clutch system that it's a really tight LSD, basically, in the front and the rear. Hmm. Well, the hydrolock is exactly what came to my mind when I saw the butthole. Yeah, They're not not related to the differential. No. <laughs> so no, did, I, did the water pump just go out because it, it it's a, it's time for it to go out, or was it part of the uh, carnage from wheeling? It was probably because there was too much mud in the uh, radiator, and I didn't wash it out good enough. And when I started driving through town, it ended up uh, overheating a little bit. So I turned around and went back. Washed it out again, and then as I got home, I was going home. It was about three quarters of the way to like on the hot level, and so I ended up uh, stopping again at another car wash. And I guess just throughout the time of being hot, it uh, the weep hole started gushing uh, pretty good. Yeah, so it's under warranty. All I got to do is change it. Also, there's no head gasket with it. Uh, so no, you know thanks. that you know that the uh, your alternator really really appreciates that uh, muddy sandy dirty water. So that'll be the next thing going out. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be the next thing going out. When you and Steve, right. Christopher's been in that engine so many times, he can take it to put new head gasket on in about an hour and a half. I can rebuild that engine within three days and have it back in. So <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's been in out enough. Well, you and Steve are all more. about that. All about that mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all in mud. I like to I like to point the other direction when I see the mud hole show. Yeah, I mean mud is fun. It's just like I was talking about the, some of the damage that it causes, like to, to especially to the alternator, and then the cleanup. The cleanup is just horrible. Cleanup, fucking. Yeah, I cleaned lights. it up that morning, and I went through it again. So uh, Saturday, I went through the mud all day, and I really didn't change anything. And then uh, Sunday, I cleaned it off that morning, and I went straight back in the mud pit again because. They were having a mud pit challenge. So I was like, well, I can't miss out on that. So <laughs> there was a winch up for grabs. <laughs> yeah, no thanks on the mud. No, thank you. Not yeah. on the mud pit challenges. If there's mud there, I'm happy going through it. But I don't make it a point to go, you know, like, uh, what was that movie? Um, Stripes with John Candy and the mud wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we did. Yeah, we had the VP of... The vice president of the uh, the Jeep group, I mean, he actually had to get in the mud pit to help out a brand new Jake. Well, it was brand new to them, JK, because they had just changed the axle and the lug nuts on the rear passenger wheel came off in the mud pit. Oh. All five lug nuts backed off. Wow. So he in, in my pictures on Facebook. Ahead. Now, my pictures on Facebook, he's covered in mud because he had to get down in the like underneath the axle uh, or on the trailer tow hitch thing to get the excavator on so that they could lift the Jeep up while a Jeep pulled him out. So that was a lot of craziness. How many of the lug nuts did he find? None. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> Need a metal detector. <laughs> he tried. He tried, but he didn't find any. And so they ended up pulling two off the spare and one off of his, their, their buddies, put three on and got him out of the playground. That way he could go work on it outside of right. the playground. Yeah. How does, how do you, how does that happen? Well, for, the, for, for me, it happened for me, um, on my Wagoneer when I, re when, when I was younger and realized that, well, you can't rely on your impact gun to actually tighten the nut. Oh no. Sometimes they go bad. The gun does. And then you have hand tightened nuts on your on your wheels, and you're driving down the road at four o'clock in the morning to go hunting, and your tire comes off. Always check your nuts. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't expect your nuts to always be there, especially after you get married. Um, yeah. the, uh, it's important to keep them where they belong, right? <laughs> torquing. Make sure you always torque. Yeah, torquing. Uh, torquing, and I'm going to say the, the two words: torquing the lug nuts, because I don't want to get anybody uh, thinking wrong. Uh, is always a good thing because uh, it uh, helps, uh, like on the uh, the disc brakes, it helps keep the the pressure equal on the uh, the uh, the rotors, and uh, it's less likely to warp. At least that's what I was told. Hmm. That, yeah, there's that's some truth. <laughs> I actually never heard that one before. Keeping keeping them on is one thing. Well, you know the uh, hot rotor in a. Uh, in water or anything cold like that can warp them, but uh, if they're uh, just hand tightened uh, with you know one or two uggas, uh, then you have uh, uh, you know the the tightness is not the same all the way around, so it can lead to warping. Again, I don't know that it's true. This is what I read or heard. That's why I bought a three foot long half inch drive torque wrench. <laughs> That's pretty much the only thing I use it for too. Is is the tires? Yeah, I tried to use it for something else and ended up breaking a bolt. So that's not something. <laughs> 
want to use very often. That's too much leverage. Well, you know, you got to set it. You have to set it for the torque. Yeah. Uh, you can't it can't just, always uh, be 250. That's right. You can't yeah. say 300. <laughs> well, I actually, my, my problem was, is I, I, I misread inch pounds versus foot pounds. Ooh. 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 Oh, yeah, that'll do it. It was that same bolt that you're still, I don't know if you got yet, Jimmy, but that one that holds the, the brake caliper bracket on the, on the back there. That was the one uh, I twisted off. I think I sent you a picture of that. We were just completely twisted off. Did you know when yeah, they showed up on Saturday. They finally yeah. came in. So what, they, what, they, what they say, when righty tidy becomes righty loosey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a horrible a feeling. Just got a problem. Oh, mm-hmm. I, oh, I'm almost there. I'm almost done. Wait a minute. It's getting loose again. Oh, crap. It's in my hand. Hey, let me uh, let me change gears with you guys real quick. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, the folks that uh, have been in our Discord uh, uh, server uh, know about this. I uh, took uh, delivery yesterday of five brand new Nexon Rodian MTX 35 12.5 by 17s. And as you know, or if you don't, I already have a set of these tires on my Gladiator, and I have nothing else to put them on. So I'm thinking about giving them away. There you go. I found shipping them to Canada. <laughs> I'll come pick them up, Tony. I'll be in town this weekend. Oh, you have one forty four out. What would you do with thirty yeah. fives, Jimmy? On thirty fours, they can use thirty fives. Oh, <laughs> one one person get all five or five winners. I like that. There you go. Five <laughs> winners. Spread the joy. It also four. It also it also increases sales. They'll sell more tires. It also yeah, it also increases sales for Nexon because <laughs> you got to buy more tires. So uh, I, I need you guys uh, to to help me out here, uh, and that that includes our our listening audience. How should we do the giveaway? Uh, I mean, uh, we've done a giveaway before, uh, and it was a, a like a, a coupon that uh, the the tire dealer sent out and then they they would just take that coupon to wherever they wanted to buy their tires discount tire for example and then would uh they would just say hey you know here here's the the coupon from uh, i think it was bf goodrich that uh, was given away the the time before and uh, they got their tires but now i have physical tires that i need to get to to the winner and uh tires are very expensive uh to uh, to ship and i don't know if i should say local pickup only or if maybe we should have another event and then uh, I uh, haul them out to the event and then make somebody take them home that wins them. I mean, I wonder how many winners we would actually have whenever we say, oh, he won the tires and I'll take them home. Well, I, I, I don't have any way to move and take them home. That's your problem. I don't want them then. All right, winner number two. <laughs> did, did, they come L, did they come LTL or were they, were they UPS? Uh, they came, uh, I think it was Dominion, the same people that did the election servers. Uh, delivered the tires. So. Dominion, <laughs> LTL. I, I, I vote for the event, but you know, not because I yeah, want the event. Probably I just, better. I just want yeah, to go to the event. And what do you do when you win tires? I mean, if you if you need new tires, it's great. But how many how many of you guys need new tires? And how many of you need thirty five inch tires with the the seventeen inch uh, uh, wheel diameter? Like I said, I'll figure out how to make them fit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and in, in all seriousness Tony, to, to to your point about the coupon could you get i don't know it's easier said than done if you turn the tires into a discount tire would, would next and facilitate a coupon or something right so you could it'd be more portable to for somebody to win the tires three states away or whatever it is 
Oh, that's a good idea. I don't know. Uh, actually, Discount does not carry the Rodian MTXs. They carry some uh, Nexons, but I don't think they have any of the off-road tires, which I was uh, really surprised about. Actually, uh, Discount Tire, when they were mounting my uh, Nexons, they were surprised that they didn't carry them. So, um, uh, yeah, that's always a possibility. I thought about actually selling them and then uh, uh, buying the tires uh, for the winter and then having the, the free shipping with the tires, like uh, like what I had done with the, the set of tires that I got that Nexon's going to be reimbursing me on because they couldn't get the tires here in time for the uh, the, the, the last event that we had. I, I say uh, let's all meet up in Hot Springs and winter takes them home. So you're talking about who gets there first, takes them home? I don't, what's what's no, the no. winter part? No, you do, a, do, do like a raffle drawing out of a hat or we can do – you know, whatever it is at the event, I'm just saying do it at an event. That just sounds sounds like fun. Mainly not because I really have a use for the tires because I'm going, I already have 35s, I'm going 37s, but, uh, you know, it's an event. <laughs> I just want to go to another oh, event. Oh, I, I kind of wish fun. we had had these tires for the last event. I think that would have been great, especially with the, the size group that we had out there. I know there was a, a, a black uh, a gladiator that could have used those for the event. Yeah, I saw him jump in here a second ago and then jump back. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah but, those are the exact same tires that I'm running, the 35s. It's a really popular size, too, right? 35, 12 and a half, 17 is. It's yeah. a, it's a good safe size. Problems. It's a good safe size where you don't have to right, do a yeah. lot of uh, <laughs> uh, modifications to your vehicle to uh, be able to run them. Yeah, on a JL, you can actually run it without doing lift. I mean, you can't go off-roading with it, but you can actually run it. There you so go. the serious question, though, it's kind of switching gears. Is the JL wheel offset different than the JK? I thought it was the same. Don't know. I'm not sure. Is it, is it four inches is, or is it four and a half? The backspace you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I think four and a half is what the JK has for the backspace. That's what, yeah, because I had to get... More or less, I did. I had to change my wheels to put the 35s on. I always mix it up too, John. I can't remember if it's like you know, you, you take a negative and a couple, you know, a couple, a half an inch, or you go positive, a half an inch. I, I, can't oh, remember which yeah. oh, I have to go look at one of those charts and figure it out. Yeah, the it's a little confusing. Lighter on the like the Rubicons, a little bit. Yep, well, you got the different. What's the 44? It's not even the same 44 that's in the JK, though, right? Because the JL has a what thicker axle tubes or whatever. It's a it's a beefier 44 than they put on the JK. I believe you're but right. But it doesn't have to be a Rubicon. You can put the 35s on a stock JL because my buddy's running them on, right. his, on yeah. his Sahara right now. And he's gotten, he's got at full lock, he's got a tiny bit of rub. And if he hits a bump hard enough, I think he taps the inner fender liner on the, in the rear. Yeah. If you put the 35s on, on a sport or this area, you have to take off that little, or trim that little filler piece that's on the very front. Other than that, they'll slide right under there without any lift or anything. I know on the 2020 ever, uh, Gladiator, it had that little uh, that little spoiler or whatever you want to call it. But in 2021, they removed that. So I, I thought that was good. Okay. Well, the if you get a Ruby, you can actually go to 37s. Uh-huh. I got a buddy that's got the, the red Gladiator Overland. And he's got the factory 33s. So he, he could probably fit the. Th- he's not a big off-roader. In fact, he went out with me to Hidden Falls, 
and we were going down Bronco bus, but he started screaming, people do this on purpose? <laughs> all the time, man. But it's fun. I mean, just you didn't die is fun. Uh, the vehicle made it is fun. You know, the learning the capabilities of the vehicle, and, and it, that, that to me, that's just fun. But not dying is fun, too. But he's got a, I think that if you give him away, you know, the winner's getting free tires. They'll figure out how to get them, right? I mean, if you... If it costs 200 bucks shipping, that 200 bucks is cheaper than five tires. Oh, yeah. Right? It's, so, it's I 15, mean, <laughs> it's over, it's over $1,500 worth of tires. Yeah, exactly. I, I think if you, whether you get them away in an event and they've got to ship them from the event or load them up in a U-Haul trailer to, to tow it down there or whatever it is, you know, it's going to be cheaper than buying five tires. So, it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I don't know where we're going to come up with. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to work some stuff in there where because uh, the when we gave away those uh, the BF Goodriches, any size that they I think it was from 33s to 40s, it was a hell of a deal um, that uh, people could just choose from whatever size they wanted five of them. And uh, but I never got any pictures. I never heard back from the winner. So we're gonna we're gonna work something in uh, on this one so that we make sure we get some. Uh, uh, either some pictures uh, from the people or some social media posts on it because it's a big deal to to win a set of tires and damn it you should be grateful enough oh, yeah. to to mention the uh uh the, the podcast that uh, was able to provide them not to not to play copycat but and, and unfortunately i'm going to tell myself a bit i do listen to a few other podcasts and one of them oh, called modern jeeper yeah. uh modern jeeper is a podcast that's actually run by batson for metal cloak i don't know if you ever know those yeah guys. it's metal cloaks yeah and um the way they do giveaways all the time obviously they own metal cloaks so it's a little easier but what they do is kind of cool they do uh they'll do like a series of podcasts right and then they'll drop like a keyword in each podcast and then in the end like you have to provide like all the keywords in a uh social media post that you're tagging them and other things in and that's your entry and then they pick randomly from those entries and that's your winner right and that that generates number one listeners to listen to the podcast to figure out what the the keywords are and then it also drives social media traffic right because they're having to the post and share and everything else to be to be on the list so i mean that may be more than you want to kind of go through but no, 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 John I'm suggesting it tony you totally have to do it as a facebook post just because <laughs> I mean, you if it's working right if facebook is working yeah exactly oh, yeah. no no i appreciate the uh, the idea it's always good to have feedback uh i don't i never listened to to that podcast so i wasn't aware of of how they were doing a giveaway you know it's funny you mentioned that podcast there's a uh i, I don't think he's on here tonight but one of our zoom people uh actually uh put a comment on one of their posts about it's uh it's like listening to a uh uh 45 minute or hour long commercial whatever the however long the show is <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's harsh. <laughs> they do, they do, they do, uh, they do uh, pimp their products pretty hard. But the, the main You're, thing that they, well, that's they why they're there. About one, but the one thing I like about it, though, is they do talk about their their events that they host. But I mean, the, the main thing is is that their events or their events, their their giveaways that they do, it, it's pretty structured, and I think it it does good to drive traffic. Right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I'm asking because yeah. you know we ain't got no structure here except for the. Uh, uh, the show that we produce. So as far as giveaways go, we don't, it's just really has been in the past, just call into our voicemail line and you got to be calling up or whatever. I think we had a total of 89 calls for those tires, which I thought was kind of low uh, actually, but uh, it's certainly a lot more than uh, any of the other giveaways that we've had. 
So and well, that, that was an easy one because the because when they get to listen to the podcast, right? Some people, you know, comes out Friday morning. It might not be till next Wednesday when they normally listen to them. And by then they may be like, "Oh well, I'm way too late anyway." Oh yeah, and if we've gotten calls like that uh, as far as uh, we, uh, you know, it's probably already over, but I'm going to try anyway. And here's the the phrase that pays, and so on and so forth. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I didn't mention this earlier. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the beads guys, the balancing bead by, be, beads guys, they're doing a giveaway. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you ahead of time, you want to listen to uh, episode 521 uh, very quickly. Oh, nice. I, just, I think Another it's funny that, that Discord traffic is getting into the, the podcast now. It's, it's the, that Florida thing that Chris posted in the Discord. I heard that today on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> good. Where is it? Why do you how do you how do you access the Discord? Um, yeah, you follow, are you do you follow the uh, the Jeep Talk Show on Facebook, uh, Larry? Yeah. At the very top, there's a post that I pinned about the link, of the invite for the Discord channel. So if you go go to the uh, uh, Facebook dot com slash Jeep Talk Show, and then uh, look at the very top post. I dropped it in the chat on uh, Zoom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can just click that link in the chat, and I'll take it right there. They, they got a mobile app too. The mobile app works great. That's what I'm. Yep. On. Yeah, the mobile yeah, app. I don't even use the computer one. I just use the phone one. Yeah. And, and there's. And Tony, uh, uh, back to the uh, tire giveaway. I don't know if you're opposed to doing it or not, but you can talk to Cody at Trail Chasers. He uh, he gave away a set of Nexus, and they did a a whole setup. And if you just want to throw ideas at him. Yeah, they used uh, some sort of uh, software. It had something to do with posts on uh, social media. And uh, it was funny. I remember, I, I don't know how many times he's done the giveaways, but on one of the giveaways, um, there was uh, somebody that won, and they never they never claimed it. So they had to give them away again. And I thought yeah, to myself, to my God, how is it that somebody doesn't, you know, follow up on uh, on something that they won like that? It's just, that's just incredible. I bet you they were kicking yeah, themselves. I drive back down for a set of tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I was saying, Larry, right? I mean if it's a set of tires, shipping or the 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 getting them is not gonna be a problem. Well that, right? I'm glad you mentioned that because I was afraid that if we if the the if you know we didn't want to spend the the four or, or if I was gonna have to pay it out of my pocket, uh the four or five hundred dollars to actually ship the tires. God, I can't really afford to do that, but uh I, I hate asking the winner. To do it too, because that's that's a large portion of just going driving down and buying a set of tires. So uh, yeah, but respectively, I mean, you're talking about twelve hundred bucks in tires. If you had to pay, even if you had to pay four hundred bucks to get them, that's still a pretty good, pretty good exactly. win. It is. It is. Yeah, but if you don't have the money out of pocket, you don't have the money out of pocket. You know, not right. a word. Yeah. Well, well you then, then, you, like then the you just wave off. If yeah. you did the event and then just. If I had to go pick a Utah U Haul trailer up, I mean that's less than a hundred dollars, I'm sure. Yeah, that's how the, the event take, a lot of take, take, take take this in the spirit which is intended. Just uh -oh. exclude Is this exclude, another Indian joke? No, exclude exclude, <laughs> exclude any exclude XJ drivers, because they're not gonna I mean your typical XJ is not gonna have the money to well this is this is 17 inch this is 17 inch wheels so y it really would not be a good idea to put this on uh, tj's or uh 
the uh, the XJ because that you should be running a 15 inch wheel. So uh, believe me, if if these were 15 inch wheels, they I mean 15 inch uh, uh, for 15 inch wheels, they may stay here and go on my uh, my XJ, but that's not going to be the case. And I'm not putting 17 inch wheels on that. that. Tony, I think I think Andrew might have be able to offset the money he wants to spend on those 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 wheels he wants. <laughs> See, he's shaking his head. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big break kit, you know, just make it happen. Oh, I like I always say, a man will make it fit. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, universally true, and women will do it too. But I'm just saying, a man definitely will make it fit. And what what kind of feedback did you get from Nexon on the event that they sponsored? I had a hard time uh, getting uh, getting with uh, my Nexon uh, representative uh, Paul about uh, these tires. So uh, Paul's been really busy. Uh, going to events across the country, and, and actually, I think he was up in Dallas when we were having our event, and he couldn't make it out to our event with uh, uh, with his Gladiator because uh, he actually has a, a green uh, a green Gladiator on. Uh, I don't know if he's on thirty sevens or thirty fives. He might be on thirty sevens. Yeah, but so um, I haven't uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. So he did have some ideas, uh, but he was driving back, and I couldn't really understand him. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens, but. Uh, uh, I think that I gotta. I can't just sit and wait for you know Nixon to say how we're going to do it. I got to come up with uh, some ideas on my own, and uh, that's what we're going to do. And I say my own. It's going to be uh, involve uh, all the hosts uh, deciding how we're going to uh, give these things away. But I, it's a problem I don't mind having. I think it's wonderful to be able to be in the situation to be able to provide something that is so important and so necessary, and let you guys, whoever the winner is, uh, find out what it's like to wheel on these things. I mean. I had no problem out there uh, the, at the event running the uh, the Nexon uh, Rodian MTXs. They were great, and in fact, on a couple of occasions, I heard those uh, uh, those mud terrain lugs uh, gripping those shelves and helping me up. Helping me up. Well, you know, I think it's uh, I think I told you in Discord, right? You had them in thirty sevens. I might let you try to convert me. You know, uh, I'll be honest. I was thinking um, maybe they accidentally sent me thirty sevens. Nope, nope. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but 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 they were the exact same ones I have on there now. So that's good. That thirty fives is more universally acceptable. The thirty sevens require a little bit of work, especially on uh, some of the uh, the older vehicles. Oh yeah, they need to make a forty. Uh, I'll happily test them out for them. Uh, Paul, Paul, that Nexon is all for that. But of course, they've got to show that there's a, a big enough market for them to go through the expense of uh, coming up with uh, the die or whatever it is that they that they have to make okay. for the larger tires. Old. The market. Oh, you, yeah, the market. Jimmy is the market, right? The market After this last trip, you should see my toys. Holy cow! I am like massive chunks out of middle of lugs. Really? My God! Oh, and Josh. You've got, got, got a bad set. You've yeah. got a bad set. Yeah, it's all You're Josh's fault. I was going to say, was, did I that happen when Josh it. was driving? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you, you had to have gotten a bad set. I've never I've never heard of that chunking on the Toyos. And I, obviously, you've seen mine. There, there's no chunking at all. It's like you got a bad uh, cigar right there, John. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, still, I still think that's user fair, but, you know, we'll, 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 uh, <laughs> I would not let him get away with uh, Josh. I would not let Josh get away with that. I mean, that was hey, I, that was rough. Free free cigar that you brought to him. <laughs> he's complaining about it. <laughs> no, it, 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 everybody's everybody's got their preferences. Yeah, but you keep it to yourself if it's free. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, this is interesting. Uh, somebody on the uh, the Tic Tac uh, mentioned about the, uh, they said they got the same Nexons that I put up there on a post. And he says, uh, uh, they're really nice. He says, but I like uh, I like my Toyos better. And I said, really, why? What was uh, what, what did you like uh, better about the Toyos? And he said, they're quieter. <laughs> no, he likes he likes the pitting. No, I'll tell you the only the, re, one of the the number one thing I love about my Toyos besides the fact that they, they perform very well off road is that they actually do have a little noise. I like the the, the mud terrain were as I'm driving. Yeah, whatever. of course. I mean, it's a uh, like uh, I always say, it's a Jeep. Damn it! If you want yeah. a smooth ride and quiet ride, buy a freaking Cadillac. Well, the amazing thing with it, you know, I get quite a hard time. Somehow, I I have not had to rebalance those tires, even though I've got all these chunks no. missing out of like every other lug. Oh. And I, I had to commute for the last like week and a half on him. Jimmy, you know, that, Jimmy, that just means you're out of balance. No, they, they, would say, they would say, right, you know, you can tell a really well-made tire with how much weight it takes to balance it, right? I mean, that's one of the that's one of the key identifiers. Of oh, yeah, you mean not fire. not much weight uh, to, right. to balance. The lack gotcha. of weight. Yes, yeah. yeah. We actually so, uh, we actually go over that in the uh, counter uh, counteract balancing uh, bead uh, <laughs> beads thing. He talks about in uh, commercial tires they generally have higher tolerances, so they don't require as much balancing, which makes sense. I see. They're 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 self rebalancing. That's why they're going to balance. They're kicking the chunks off. Do you have beads so in there, Jimmy? That, that might be it. <laughs> no, the off road shop I I got them at actually has had the equipment to not only balance a uh, a bead lock but a forty inch bead lock. How often do you have to tighten up those uh, those nuts on the uh, the rings? You don't. Do you put did you put Loctite on them or anything? No, I put anesthes on them. Okay. Yeah, you don't want Loctite. Anesthes, yeah, but Loctite. But. Have you had any issues uh, in Texas with uh, the uh, DPS or anybody pulling you over for the uh, the beadlocks? I mean, I would just tell them they're fake, but uh, it's all fine and good until you get a, a jeeper cop. There's no state law that says you have to have you have to have DOT approved uh, wheels in Texas. Okay, yep. because I, I thought if it didn't if it wasn't DOT approved, then it wasn't legal to have on the road. This is great because the lights that I have in my XJ are not DOT approved, and they're about ten times brighter than headlights should be. So uh, this is this is great news. <laughs> so you know there was actually a, um, I was on the way to drop my daughter off at dance class tonight, and um, there was a bicyclist that was cutting across the lane, and this red car pulled out and just hit him. Right, knocked <laughs> him off the bike, pulled him over, hits the ground, and he gets up. And starts yelling. The car just kind of completely took off. Well, this this Jeep that was beside me kind of turned around and started flashing his lights at the red car to get him to stop. And he had that Gravity Pro Six bar on top. It was kind of funny because I'm watching him go off to the right, and he's flashing this giant like KC you know light bar. Oh, he probably thought it was a cop. Red car trying to pull him over, and I was like, I would I would probably pull over or I would run away. Right, <laughs> scaring the crap out of me. I don't but, know what it is. So was, that sounds like that was an accident, but there's literally people that will run into bicyclists. I don't know why people hate bicycle bicyclists so much. I mean, I don't care for them being on the road. I think there should be a law that you, the, the only way you can ride a bicycle on a road is if you can maintain the, the speed limit. Uh, but uh, the uh, but I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to hit somebody. I wouldn't want to bounce a mirror off of them or anything like that. Well, I... I rode my bike a bit more in September um, 
I did 150 miles as a little goal, but, and, uh, I do get out on the bike by me and, and I'm close to the lake and it's, there's a nice boulevard. Oh, that sounds nice. And, and, uh, I will say, uh, bikers are assholes. Oh um, yeah. No, I understand. And, and People and on motorcycles they'll, they'll, are the same way. They'll go up. I don't know if anybody remembers the movie gross point blank with John Cusack. Um, yep. And and that scene they show the lake and they they pan away. Well, I'm just I'm just two miles from that. So there's it goes for miles. You can go up like and I know guys that ride down to Belle Isle and do a 20, 26 mile loop. And uh, even annoys me is they'll come off the main road and cool down in groups of ten or more, and they'll turn around and look at you like, "What's your problem?" But they they don't. So I'm not condoning it, but I completely understand they're assholes. At least by me wow. there. I used to I used to do uh, uh, marketing and, and have to go and train in stores and so forth and and uh, I was in the north side of Chicago and uh, like far north suburbs and groups of fifty of them will blow a red light. Mm-hmm. Yep. I and I was revving on my LJ. I almost sideswiped a group of fifty bicyclists because they, they all just went right through a red light. I, and it's not like a like it just turned like it was a solid green. Like I watched the green as I approached. And I was like, okay, there's a bunch of bikes. They got to stop. I've got a, I've got a green, and they just all went through. I skidded more than halfway through the intersection, and then you know, they, they take their claws and apply to them because they're on a bike. You know who's the so worst they, ones? Are the women on the bikes? We used to run a national uh, bike race up here in Downers Grove, and the guys would take. You know, one guy would slide out and take a couple guys out, and they're like, "Oh man, sorry about that. Oh, it's okay. They'd be helping each other up." One of those women takes out one of the other bike riders. Oh my god. You thought you were gonna have a freaking melee on your hands? Well, I, I get they're nasty. I, I get frustrated because you know there's they they have that bike lane on the side, even though they don't pay registration or gas tax or anything else for, for road upkeep, right? But but somehow they got this lane encroaching on drive lines, and then they, and they, they do use them convenient, right? And then they want to ride right on that white line, right by your your mirror, so you kind of go over and squeeze. In Austin, it's really bad. Right, I mean, it's it's really bad here. So there's a there's there's a group that rides on the weekends in my neighborhood, and there's a busy intersection right on the corner of it, and they blow through that stop sign every weekend, and I'm just waiting for someone to get creamed right in front of my house because they'll just fifty of them blow right through the stop sign. Oh, and the the media is going to be all over road rage attacks biker etc etc. I I just want to take a moment and point out something, especially to our our listeners, the audio listeners. Uh, Steve-O is currently petting a rabbit in his lap. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. That's a actual <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> daughter's rabbit. She uh, roams the house and she'll come in and thump at you if she wants you to come get her. And oh, that's play funny. With her. That's funny. Yeah. She's a little personality to her. It's kind of amazing. See, so. see now we're going to rule the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, what? That, that rabbit is about 20 times the size of the hamster and it makes no noise at all. So. All about hey, so I've got, I've got a topic change for everybody just because I got that, the part in for my new tire carrier and I've got oh, yeah. it. Um, it's, it's, it's so just because we're talking about it, you know, and people aren't going to see the, the discord posts I did. It's from excessive industries and it's an interior tire tire carrier that lets you do up to a 42 inch tire inside the back end of a JK. Uh, JKU, and you can do a 40 inch in the regular JK. They don't have it for the JL or JT yet, but they're working on it. Um, anyway, I, I don't know any, I'm not with them or any, you know, you know me. Um, but 
Has anyone used the Mopar aerosol paint cans yet? The the matching paint cans. Yeah, no, actually, no, but I actually. Oh no, would, I haven't. I bought some because I was going to use them on rock sliders that I was looking at, um, and I wanted to color match them or whatever. And so after Tony and and Josh mocked me for getting my bumper <laughs> powder coated, um, but I, I, I we do got what we them. can. I, I haven't tested it yet. So I don't know. Well Does Josh mock you? I know, man. Cigars, powder coat. I mean, it just—it's never ending. <laughs> Make sure you include him prominently in your suicide note, because uh, that would just be—that would be great for the show. Because uh, <laughs> no, no publicity is bad. Blah publicity. Exactly. So, are you going to paint? Are you going to color match the uh, the whole carrier to the same blue? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do hi- the hydro blue, like my Jeep. We discussed then, this. You're going with red. It was in Discord. We said red. Remember? That would actually work with the Superman theme. That would actually work. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. My, my, it always does. Red, red is a wonderful accent color. I don't want that much red on my Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, is that mounted to the sport bar? Or? <laughs> no, it mounts. It mounts the side rails, so it goes across. It okay. stands across your cargo area. And it actually, they designed it so it makes a cage for all your equipment to go between the seats. So when you want to get your equipment, you pull the seats back down. And it'll even work with a, with a, a fastback top, too. Will it work with a hard top? Yeah. yeah. Can you get a 42-inch tire out of a hard top? that's a new question to me. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. He just might have screwed up his whole plan there. <laughs> well, he's a soft top guy, so he doesn't worry about it. Oh, okay. What brand is that, Jim? Excessive Industries. Excessive Industries. Let's look that up. I'm looking at that picture now on Discord. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is, on is, it, is, oh. is excess, excessive the design that it's overly designed, you know, well-built, or is that the price they're talking about? Yeah. cost is excessive. It actually, honestly, compared to what most 40-inch tire carriers cost, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't any more than getting like uh, the poison spider or any any of the other ones that are just all the way on the bumper. Because I'm honestly, my wife was happy about it. I, you know, you spend a bunch of money for a new tire carrier. Usually, your wife's down your back. You know, you need to. You already got one. But she's like, "Is it going to get rid of the rattling?" <laughs> because it, well, and you say, "What's the right answer here?" <laughs> it takes the high lift on it too. So your high lift goes inboard. Instead of being out, yeah. So it'll be it'll be across the the back of the seats, right behind the headrest. Well, so that, that should be a nice, good, rest. solid mount for the high lift too. That's good, right? Yeah, I, I I saw it and I was like, Ooh. and they even have an accessory panel that they'll drop down a little bit further, even so you could like mount your shovel or whatever else on it. I, I didn't go for that part because I've got the the back of my the, the full back of my seats. I've got the Bartax seat covers and they're all Molly, so I can put as much stuff on the back of seats by And you're you going you're going inboard with the the spare tire because it helps you with off-road the departure uh angle of the of the Jeep or you just wanted wants something to, cool. He wants to show Wait. on the tramp stamp. But that's why he wants to do it. Weight <laughs> management actually. When you put when you put that 40-inch tire off the back of it, like I can feel the weight. I can feel it like when I'm going over obstacles, I can feel it hitting when the weight rear end comes down and it pulls so after I got used to wheeling, I can feel what it's doing to the rear end of the Jeep. So, because it, it, you know, you, you're on a spindle and it's tied into my tailgate. Um, so, you know, I don't have the two different locking mechanisms. And then there's better designs because obviously it's a Smitty built one. It's only meant to go to 30, 37, 
and I had to get an adapter to, to switch it from uh, the five inch lug to the, to the eight, eight lug. So I got an aluminum, just one to adapt it. So it's slowly degrading because it's not meant to carry that much weight. So I kind of eventually had to do it anyway, because it's eventually going to break. And it, the rattling, every time I go out, every, every time I go to an event, um, it, the rattling is worse and worse. And, and having driven it for the past you know week and a half while I was waiting for the simple little M12 35 millimeter 1.5 threaded bolts to come in because they're so hard to find in Dallas. Um, this torque spec is an inch bounce, not foot bounce. Just <laughs> <laughs> eh, German standard. Good well, that's, that's a pretty clean looking build they got. I'm looking on their website. I like how they even got a, a reserve tank on the back on the inside of that that mount for onboard air, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you were about to say gas. I was like, you're not running gas inboard, are you? No. Yeah, but and and so and, and I thought it was a really clean look too. And getting that weight forward yeah. in the vehicle and off the back of it will help, you know, get more weight forward into my Jeep in general. Um, and and having picked it up today, it's lighter than the Smitty Bill tire carrier. Yeah, I like how it goes on the top of the top of the uh, rear pan versus some of them I've seen actually go. They mounted a sport bar. It's mm-hmm. a pretty clean mount. Yeah, it actually, and the one thing I've heard people complain about it from the research I was doing before I spent the money was that their their soft top um, or the hard top would leak because it, it, it sandwiches between the hard top and the and the yeah. body. But I'm like, oh, okay, go get some other stripping and, and just put some other stripping in there and you'll be just fine. Yeah, because it's on the top where you'd have trouble with the hard top, but if you're running the soft top, it wouldn't matter. Right. It won't it goes on, soft top hits that lip. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 just, I'm gonna go you know I found a I I looked it up and I'm I've got them in the cart and I was just trying to decide if anyone else has gone and if it's worth spending extra money or just getting spray cans and just do it in black because I'm not doing red Tony doesn't matter what you say I would definitely do spray can spray can I mean you could actually powder coat that and it would stay on there because it's inside but uh, the uh, I like the spray can because it's totally under your control you don't have to bring somebody else in. To, to fix anything uh you just uh sand and prime and spray well i've got like a cheap yeah. harbor freight hvlp gun but i've only ever used that for for stuff basic stuff and i'm not going to get that smooth of a coat anyway from it because i'm not spending you know two or three hundred dollars on a spray gun for that yeah well i mean you could uh you could buy that uh um oh crap what's it called the uh the bed liner you that might be a cool thing to put bed liner on the, like from, from the can. yeah well that's okay, or, like the or, or, or just doing it from too. rattle can. I mean, even the rattle can would yeah. be good. It would have a nice texture to it. Mm-hmm. They can color match the that. Rust oleums, the rust oleums do a really good job, too. If you, you can get some of that color matched. And they do a good job of it. It's got levelers in it, and it self-primes when it goes off. Not like the old rattle cans where you barely hit it, and it runs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm going this way because I also, when I do all this, I'm going to... So it's one of those while I'm in there things, you know, one will be happy. She got to get to use that. Um, I also got the moto built, uh, flush mounts, um, for the, for back there. Cause if I'm going to show up that whole back end, I might as well make everything flush back there. I've already got all the, all the equipment to do that. I've already got the, the resistors so that I don't set off my, you know, brake lights or, or out thing. And then there's a, uh, the plate so I can relocate my license plate. So I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff back there. And I want to paint everything. Because one thing I think I'm contemplating is, you know, what is building a mount for for the inside where 
it allow the tire to pivot out just a little bit. So you could actually unpin it and it would just like hinge out so you could grab it here versus, you know, deep inside the pan. That's a heavy tire too. Sounds That's like a rattler. Oil. But I'm thinking the way it's going to work, the way it looks like it's going to work is you're just going to push it up off the studs from inside and it'll sit on right. the width of the back of the tailgate. And then you can just, you know, rotate it out. Scoot it out. Yeah. Yeah. Because right now, getting it on or off that tire carrier, it's, I, I had to use my tractor. You know, I got a little one-series tractor for my property, and I had to use that to get it on there because I could, I could lift it. You know, it's, you're talking about 120 pounds in a 40-inch tire, so you're like, Brussels. Yeah, but it's at, that trans, at that transition point where you can pick up so high, but you can't get to that other position to push up. Right, and you can't yeah. see to line up the, the, the studs and whatever. And I'm like, so if I got another tire carrier, I'm gonna be back in that boat. This, this potentially gives me a better way to do that. This is the same problem I had uh, with dating fat girls. So I understand completely what you're, <laughs> what you're saying. Wow, I can get there, but it lining up that hole is just not uh, not in the cards. But the the Discord server is just uh, the party started. I saw Travis. <laughs> yeah, there's there's several people that jumped in, and, <laughs> and and I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to bring that back because uh, I know there's some people out there listening to this, and they go, "Oh, what was that Discord server again? Where, where did he say I could get that information?" So if you just go to uh, uh, Facebook.com/slash Jeep Talk Show and look at the 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 top post, you will see an invitation uh, for for Discord. Discord is uh, free software that you can install on your uh, your desktop uh your phone uh, i'm sure it's available on linux and mac and everywhere so just go to uh, uh facebook.com slash jeep talk show look for that top pinned post and there will be a link there which is an invitation to the jeep talk show and they call it server but uh, so i'm just going to go with their 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 labeling uh, that way you can get in on the jeep talk show server uh, most of the activity if not all is in the general uh, text chat there is a general uh, voice channel as well so yes you can also uh, do voice conversations uh, you know it's not video I, I don't think it does video but you can certainly sit there and just have a, a verbal audio chat in uh, the, the the general channel as well we also have the uh, the channel for posting GPX files so that's right I forgot about that the yeah, Gaia the Gaia maps uh, folder well, well, it's it. Yeah, it's called Gaia Maps. We probably need to change the name. It's really any service, Onyx, anything. It's uh, just GPX files. So I think uh, Josh Downs. I think he helped. He sent us a link for uh, a whole bunch of GPX files for the Ozark Overland Trails and everything else. And then, uh, oh, really? and then we also mm -hmm. added. Uh, I had threw up the other day uh, the Hill Country Overland Route, just in case anybody wants to run something like that. But. Um, yeah, we're trying anybody that has like GPX files or tracks they've done or or trails they've run They want to throw them up there um, It's not really a discussion channel. It's more just throw the GPX files so people go grab them and right And then you can add it to whatever you use onyx Gaia shouldn't matter Google You should be able to run those GPXs on anything. Yeah, that's a universal format Exactly. Hey, somebody told me to call it Gaia maps and I did what I was told <laughs> I think I can actually change it. I think you made me moderator on there. So. Oh God, we're all all just lost. I can put that to the GPX files or whatever. Yeah, but nobody's going to understand what GPX means. I mean, the people in the know will, but the people that are new won't know what's a GPX file. That that'll require a Google search. But they also won't know how to use it either way. So yeah, true. it really wouldn't matter, right? Really. <laughs> well, they might they might want to learn though. <laughs> kind of like the fat girls. <laughs> 
There's there's somebody in the chat that is turning down the volume right now because they uh, they're married to a fat girl. So you guys remember that. <laughs> Breaking up families since 2010, right? <laughs> <laughs> Insulting all, any, and all since t- 2010, <laughs> including Canadians. <laughs> oh. I used to uh, I used to uh, uh, pick on uh, Canadians a lot because of my friend up in uh, in Canada. He's uh, he's uh, a, a Texas wannabe. He's actually uh, uh, both uh, a U.S. citizen and Canadian citizen, but uh, he lives uh, he's lived in Can- uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Canada. He's lived in Canada all his life. So uh, I I started the whole thing because of him. So uh, Chris. Got a bill out to uh, Whitestone last Friday. So that was his uh, his first trip out there. Yeah, Bill, it's a lot of fun. Oh Bill. yeah, 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 yeah. And no, all the brewery. Sorry, I just had to put two and two together real quick. Yeah, that's a great place. Did yeah. Chris complain about the brewery? Like Josh complained about the cigars? No, and Chris <laughs> liked the cigar I gave him, which is the same one I gave Josh. Although I will say this, I have not heard Josh's review of the second cigar because I gave him two. Yeah, I gave him the Liga Bravada and I gave him the Lay by Jus or whatever. Um, so I mean, I ha- he hasn't told me the review of the of that that Lay by Jus yet. Right, that, you that, liked it. That would right? be funny. Oh, yeah. That'd be funny if Josh had snuck into the uh, the chat and just didn't say anything. <laughs> of course, the the way to sneak into the uh, the Zoom meeting would be to come in as iPhone or something like uh, some of you guys do from time to time. I think Larry came in that last week, right? Yeah, well, I was on the road. It happens. Oh, it's fine. I just think it's funny, you know. An iPhone is here again. We got three iPhones here. Hey, so uh, Tony, I'm thinking about trying to. Uh, we got a Navy buddy of mine um, who wants to go up in Falls. Right. So he just he just moved to Texas from Wisconsin. His job moved him down here, and he's got a uh, I think a built TJ. I think is what I don't know the exact spec. But it's a non Jeep guy trying to relay to me. What the Jeep guy has, so uh, uh, yeah, but he's got a build Jeep, and he was like looking for places to go. And I told him about the, I sent him the link to the podcast and everything too. But um, so it might take him up there to kind of show him around and stuff like that. I was going to ping you, Bill, so I figured you're always down to go. Um, so hoping to go up there here in the next couple of weeks and just kind of run around again. Um, who was it that uh, was Larry? Was it you that said the uh, that Hidden Falls was uh, really a good park to go to? Uh, somebody that, that went to the event yeah. mentioned that. I, th- I was thinking it was you. Yeah, I thought it was. Like I said, I thought it was pretty good. There was something there for a little bit of everybody, right? Whether you're on stock or like Jim Jim's Jeep there, whichever. There was a lot of things there for everybody to do. So you you weren't gonna you weren't gonna go out and all there was was buggy lines for everybody. And we stayed away from the really hard trails too, right? We we tried to we tried to stay on the the regular ones. Um, you know, I know that the the lady from NB Trail Team Six that there was only like two that were really tough, but I, I think there's a few more out there if you can get into them. Um, you know that you can you can kind of get in trouble on. Um, there, there's I think the big thing is is that there's a lot of trails out there with bypasses, so you can make the yeah. trail as hard as you want to. That's that's what. Well, I'm you know, the other thing really nice about that park is, especially if you're traveling to get there, is one, you know, there's some amenities in the park area itself, but Marble Falls really was, I think, 10, 15 minutes away with all the things in there. So if you were traveling, 
you know, oh, yeah. you're not going to you're not going to have to drive 15 hours and you know if you don't want to camp in a tent you can do other things as well because you ain't you weren't going to camp that week and then not be totally miserable right especially as, actually as, as hot bit. as it was there's actually quite a bit more there though too i mean they have atv trails and motorcycle trails like i like taking the side by side out there because i can go do all the, the jeep trails but then i can go do all the atv trails and it's like you know the other side of the park there's just a whole another world over there just really cool trails and that was the side that we ended up on with fmtro right yeah that, over yeah the ATV section so um you also got Copperhead yeah. Shooting Club, right? You got all those. Oh, yeah, that was cool. There. I think it was Andrew that said, can we have an event where we go shoot? And I think he I meant would, uh, I think he meant at the, uh, the the designated areas, not each other, but I don't know for sure. I was out there the following weekend after the event, and uh, they actually evacuated the park because they had really? a, uh, out by the shooting range, they had a, a wildfire that started. So I don't know if somebody was fired like an incendiary or it's just coincidence but <laughs> Dragon's you know, breath. <laughs> there was there was a wildfire going on and all the fire department was out there with the water trucks like you know off-roading and trying to spray it down but they they evacuated wow. the park probably about 2 p.m so oh i, I, I can see where you get a brush fire out there pretty easy as dry as it yeah. was the day we were out there yeah and that's normal it's almost always that dry right the first time the first time we went out there in July, where it was nice and wetted down, and there was no dust. Oh, that was so that's nice. A, yeah, that's, that's rare, right? You don't you don't get that very uh, often. No, <laughs> you get kind of a light rain, but you know, not the torrential rain where it turns into tons of mud. Just well, there enough. was a fall. The Hidden Falls was not hidden; you could actually see it. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little trickle. Although I will say, when that 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 surface gets just a little bit wet, you know where we went up, Boss Hog. There, I couldn't get. Oh up yeah, last time. Slippery. Yeah. It gets so slick. No matter what line I took, fully locked, I couldn't get up it. You just sat there and spun the whole time. Because you don't have nexus. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come. I was looking right at your video, Jimmy. I was like, it's it's, it's well. I mean, <laughs> let's let's be fair. Nexons or a red Jeep, either one of those two would uh, would help you out. So I think I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, like they say at the bar, uh, you uh, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So <laughs> I want to thank everybody for, for showing up. I will chastise you. You made me nervous not getting here on time. So you folks need to get here sooner. Otherwise, I get nervous, and I just may cancel the whole thing. I mean, uh, I wouldn't have because Allie was here. Uh, Allie showed up on time. Uh, so, uh, But remember, next week, next Tuesday, we're going to be uh, doing the same thing. And uh, as always, appreciate you guys uh, coming out and having a, a great conversation. I hope uh, you, our listener, enjoy uh, listening to this. And, of course, you can join in, too. All you have to do is to sign up for our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Just uh, scroll down, look for newsletter, sign up for that newsletter, and you will get the link in the all-important uh, universal password, Jeep, to be able to get into the Zoom meeting. And, uh, yes, we can have up to 100 people in the Zoom meeting I don't know how that would go. That would be an interesting uh, conversation uh, with 100 people on the, the meeting, but I'm willing to give it a try. So uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Time, Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central Time. The uh, Thursday uh, Zoom meeting is when we record the show, and uh, we will bring you in for our segment, uh, Campfire Side Chat. And then we'll uh, ask you a question, and you'll have approximately 2.3 seconds to answer that question before we move on to the next person. 
<laughs> Which is kind of the reason why we started doing this roundtable, so we could get the the Zoom people uh, to have their voice heard a little bit more than uh, just in the campfire side chat. So anyway, join us, listen to the show, yada yada yada. Uh, follow us on uh, all the social media stuff, and be sure and uh, share that with uh, people out there in the rest of the world because there are so many people that don't know about the show. I haven't heard anybody uh, say, "Yeah, I know about your show. It sucks. I don't listen to it. Leave me alone." It's always, I've never heard of it. And I say, yeah, we've only been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a great night. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll see you again uh, very, very soon. Podcasting since 2010.